0: Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Aaron Fessler is joining us today with Lakefront Futures. But before we dive into today's markets, I get to give a quick shout out to a brand new station and brand new producers that are listening to us at Rural Country, 1430 AM and at 107.3 FM WRDN in Durand, Wisconsin. So thank you to all you producers who'll be listening. We're going to be talking markets and we'll be looking both grain and livestock. So we welcome you aboard to the final bell. And I think, Darren, we really got to start out with this weather because we had such a good day today in the corn and the beans. Some some higher numbers, especially in those soybeans. Hopefully, it kind of sets the momentum for the rest of the week. But the elephant in the room has been this weather from from the snow we saw in Nebraska, Iowa, the Dakotas, Minnesota, continuing eastward. Mother Nature is not being nice this harvest season.
1: No, it it it, it brings back a lot of glimpses of two thousand nine where it just it for us in nebraska here we got that late october snow and it never stopped and i know there's a lot of guys harvesting way past what they normally would and i think that this or this type of early snow that we're experiencing across the western corn belt on top of the already saturated ground uh, you are getting the market to notice this now and they are starting to calculate for what Okay, what if we get some further delays here? We still have a large portion of the U.S. crop to get out yet. And I do think you're getting the funds to short cover some of this stuff. You've had a really nice push higher today on that November bean contract, upwards of the 100-day moving average. We were actually able to finish and settle above that. So I would anticipate coming into tonight into tomorrow you're going to see some more short covering on there we, you know that's all encouraging but just keep in mind here we do are still dealing with quite a bit of world supply brazil and argentina that you, they're going to get plenty of moisture going right now and they're off to a good start in brazil planting that crop so we have to assume that they're you know off to a good start we're going to have a good crop there as well You know, we're just looking for ways to, you know, really dwindle this rural supply down. Now, hopefully, we we don't want hiccups, obviously, in our neck of the woods. But, you know, we we want to, you know, be able to get out there, get this crop harvested. But the market is realizing, you know, what we had maybe in last week's numbers, as far as that supply and demand report, and that corn number and the bean yield number are probably only going to come down from here. And the market's just trying to calculate for that right now.
0: Well, Darren, I'm wondering, why did it take the market so long to pay attention to this weather that's been happening over the last couple of weeks?
1: You know, I think it's it's come down to one, we've, we've talked about it, we've almost pounded it into the ground so much now about our, you know, these eight, 900 million bushel carryouts. Um, there's no question in my mind, there's a lot of area of the country that has tremendous, tremendous bean yields. The problem with that is it's still in the field. A good portion of that is still in the field and in the field, Especially across the western corn belt, and I know Iowa is having the same issue, and even in Wisconsin, we're dealing with issues that we, you know, we, we kind of deal with it at some years, but this year is a little bit different than most. Is we're getting a lot of saturated ground, snow-covered stuff. We just don't know when we'll be able to get back into those fields, and if we, if and when we do. What type of yield loss or what kind of quality issues are we dealing with when we get back out there? I think that that is what the market is looking at right now, and they they're looking at a market that's short covering right now. I think the market's a little bit fearful, but I, I'm trying to trying to you know you know temper down a little bit of some of my customers' enthusiasm. I don't want them to get. Uh, you know, overly excited and think this thing's going back to $10 and, or $11 because we're still dealing with a large world carryout. And we're probably not looking at a tremendous, tremendous yield loss here, but there's probably going to be losses from what we had seen last week in uh, that supply and demand report. And that's just going to keep the market on edge for the time being and it's good to see that we're taking out some of these technical levels that that's going to be encouraging for further upside and short covering.
0: you know we've seen over the last couple of days especially through social media pictures of of soybeans sprouting of shatter going on and now as things start to warm up a little bit dry out from this last weather front those soybeans boy as a producer leave the corn on the field try to get those beans out before they're on the ground
1: yeah, and, and that, that in itself is going to be a, a very big challenge for some, uh, especially if you've had the, you know, if you've been sitting in saturated ground and we're getting to that time of the year where we're, we're running out of daylight, we're running out of higher temperatures to really get this dried out there. As a lot of producers know, unlike corn, you really can't just mud beans out. Those heads need to float. You need that solid footing to get the beans out properly, and and that that is – for a lot of producers going to be, well, when can I get back out there? And, you know, what what are my beans looking like? Because there is a lot of talk of bean shatter. Uh, and even the snows that we've had recently, a lot of flat beans on the ground. Now, if those beans are in, in water, it's just sitting there, we worry about the quality issues. Are we, are we looking at rotting beans? We, we, these are all questions I don't think the market has a good grasp on right now, even though we're still looking at probably a large carryout. We're, we're 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 going up against a market that has probably bearish fundamentals that are probably turning a little bit more bullish and you're getting a seasonal pattern that's bullish here there's just a lot more things working on the bull side right now uh, versus the bears and then from a producer standpoint that's 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 a good thing we just need to continue to take advantage of it when we do get these type of rallies
0: a question for you this afternoon we get that crop progress report can corn and beans be at that 40% mark, or are we just wishful thinking at this point?
1: That's what the trade is looking at. The trade is looking at both 40% done on the corn and the beans. We're looking at a little bit less good, excellent conditions on both those corn and the beans as well. But, you know, the 40% for the western corn, but I, I think that that's kind of wishful thinking. Very little progress was made last week here. The east, I, I think that I think we're probably getting some good numbers out of there. But overall, I mean, 40% at best.
0: All right. Well, stick around, folks. We do have more of the Fontenelle Final Bell coming up here in just a moment. We're going to take a more uh, in-depth look at what's going on in the, in the grain markets and also globally what's going on as well. Stick around. It is the Fontenelle Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Darren Fessler is joining us with Lakefront Futures. We left off, obviously, looking at these grains. And during the commercial break, Darren, I made the comment, it's just like Mother Nature is slapping us in the face. We had such a good growing year across the whole upper Midwest, and now we've just hit one roadblock after another. You know, these soybeans, we're banking for some on some good numbers, and we've got sproutings in the field, crops that might not even get out of the ground. And you can't do anything with these beans once they start to sprout.
1: No, you really can't. I mean, the only thing you can do is just pray you get better conditions and get out, you know, get that, those crops harvested as soon as you can. Um, it, it We're just in a tough situation for a lot of people. And there's just, you know, this is, like I've said earlier, it's just a very odd year. We, we typically... In, in areas of Nebraska and in Kansas, and we just don't quite quite get this type of snow, this type of amount of snow, and you know, it's just it's one of those things that you know, a, as a producer, uh, you know, the market's going to compensate for our, our you know you know our less production if there is any, and from a from a hedge standpoint or a marketing standpoint, we still need to take a look at opportunities whether you have a crop or whether you don't, um, because we need to look at a market. Let's just say, we, you know, we're able to dry out this week. We're able to get out there and it's maybe not as bad as you think. The market's still trying to give you opportunities now. And so you need to be working with your broker, whether it's me or with someone else that it, what, what are we looking at? Where do I need to be? Because even on the corn uh the corn settled above the 100-day, like the beans, you're probably going to get short covering them back up here to get this December contract, at least back up to some of those highs we had recently around that 385 mark. All very possible, but that, again, is creating an opportunity. Now, as I mentioned last week, I think that the USDA with that 180 uh, yield is probably going to be uh, the highest figure we see going forward. And, you know, with, with the stock quality, um, it could be an issue moving forward. Uh, I know that there are some of those, the, the cobs are just very, very brittle right now. So you, you are, maybe not to the extent that the beans are a worry, but there is some quality issues going on with corn and at least the stock quality anyway. Um, so, but the market is compensating for some of this, and I am a big believer. We need to take advantage of it. I've
0: heard some aflatoxin issues as well. Not what we need in corn.
1: No, we don't. We don't need any of that. And a lot of guys in eastern corn Belt dealt with that last year, and um, you know, paid some of the docs for. it. And even even on the beans here, uh, we've started to hear some rumors of. Some quality issues and some big docs upwards to a dollar a bushel on that, and you know that yet to be determined how that's all going to play out here but um then again we have to take a look from from a standpoint of what do I have sold to okay wh- where where can I be for next year because even though ds nineteen board uh, settling up at 408 today, it is providing some good opportunities because I'm still under the assumption we're going to get more corn acres regardless next year. And we need to be looking at, okay, where do I need to be? Are these little levels I need to be selling at? What strategy do I need to be putting in place? Weekly inspections for corn didn't look very good. No, no, they certainly didn't, but they looked pretty good on beans. And we're still crushing our beans quite a bit here. The, the Those export inspections on corn Although they did come in disappoint, I'm still taking a look at my, my the overall concern I have for this corn market is the ethanol stocks. Our ethanol stocks are really starting to just pile up here. And so we're going to have to figure out how we're going to dwindle this because that could be a cap on this market because uh, ethanol has been really pushing corn along this whole year. I'm just concerned about the stocks are just going to get – keep on building here and so i'm not thinking corn makes a big big move here but uh you you know we're getting some levels here that are attractive for some cash sales and or hedging or selling some calls um so we just need to be taking advantage of those opportunities when they do come
0: curiosity is brazil gonna run extremely low on soybean supplies trying to meet all that demand
1: I mean, at this juncture, I'm going into it with the assumption of yes. I mean, even though they they came up with uh, a very good crop last year, over 119 million metric tons, a lot of a lot of analysts have already increased their exports on both corn and beans for this next year, and you know the the, the key thing too is. Does something get done with China or does it not get done with China? The the matter of fact is we still are going to be producing these beans. And whether China is going to buy those beans directly or whether they go around China and and go to Argentina or Brazil and export – They're going to be moving uh, off our shores. So I'm not overly concerned whether a deal gets done today or tomorrow. I think overall, in the longer term, something gets done. So I think that's going to be a positive for this market, but it's still going to go back to the overall supplies. If we're still looking at five, six hundred million bushel carryout, you know, can we justify the price for current? Yeah.
0: Lots of stuff to talk about on the grain perspective of it. Darren, what's the best way for folks to get a hold of you to talk more grain and livestock side of these markets?
1: You bet. They can reach me directly, 402-366-0423, or they can check us out on lakefrontfutures.com. And, of course, Twitter. Yep, Twitter, DDF Alpha.
0: All right, that's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network.